The following content is brought to you by Mr. Fister, Eric Smith, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 595 of Nintendo Switchcraft. We've got some Nintendo news to talk about. I do have to uh, start off the show with an apology. Wednesday's show of this week, it's not canceled, but it's it's definitely going to be late. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have another podcast called StadiaCast, and um, there's a bunch of Stadia news that is supposed to come out uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. So I'm doing live streams over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StadiaCast, where I'm going to talk about all of that stuff that happens uh, with the community over there. Feel free to join us. Uh, we'll have fun talking about all of that stuff. But I will record Nintendo Switchcraft after the Wednesday, um, I guess I, I call them open mics, where we just kind of sit there and talk about games. Uh, so if you want to uh, come hang out with me at the normal time, then uh, go there on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But that means that the Wednesday episode of Nintendo Switchcraft will be delayed a little bit. And for that, I apologize. But I think it's kind of important that I cover this stuff as it happens. Uh, so what do we have on today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft? We've got Mario Kart Live. I haven't played it, but I've watched people play it, and it looks really, really good. Um, some split-screen goodness is on its way. There are some more COVID delays, which sh should not surprise anybody, and some cool physical versions of games uh, coming as well. Those stories and maybe more on episode 595 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Let's get started on today's news. And uh, if you have not yet watched... Uh, somebody play Mario Kart Live. And you're currently somebody who doesn't want to have that crap in your house. Because, you know, it's plastic and cardboard stuff. Then do not, I repeat, do not watch somebody play Mario Kart Live. Because this thing looks so friggin' cool. So on Friday, when I canceled my show... Uh, and I was just waiting for my wife to come home so I could find out whether or not she got the job. And I was like, all right, I'm going to let other people know of something cool that they can watch. And one of our community members, Bowser13, uh, who's also a patron and uh, Twitch su supporter and all of that stuff, uh, they happen to be streaming at the time. So I was like, oh, you know what? What are they streaming? Oh, she's streaming Mario Kart Live. Well... Let me make sure that everybody knows that she's streaming Mario Kart Live because it was really cool. So I clicked on it, and I clicked on it at the exact right moment. She was resetting up her track so that they could race again. Uh, so the Mario Kart was just sitting there doing nothing. Um, and what, what happened is the cat got curious uh, about the Mario Kart thing. And uh, he, he walked over and was kind of sniffing at it when she when she turned it on. And um, so, like, you get to see, like, this this giant cat kind of hovering 
over Mario at the time, which was incredibly cool. And then she starts backing the car up and the cat's like, what is happening here? Like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. And it, it's just it just made me laugh. I thought it was really, really cool. As somebody who has a couple of cats, um, it definitely made me interested in picking this up. If for no other reason than it, it's a really cool cat, cat toy. Um, now, I will say this. Uh, Bowser streams from her basement, right? And I stream from a very, very small room in my attic. And I don't know that I've really got a good place to set up this in my house. Like, all of the rooms in my house are relatively small rooms. And sure, I could probably drive from one room to the next and then go loop back around. But, like, I don't, I don't know. Part of me says, I don't need this. And then another part of me says this would be an awesome Christmas gift for, for like, my son and my cats. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I would use it as well. It looks really cool. If you have not um, seen this, you should absolutely check it out. Go to runjumpstomp.com. There is a link to uh, Bowser's. There's a clip that I made of Bowser's uh, stream. And you've got to watch as she's racing this little Mario Kart thing around uh, her basement. It was funny. I showed it to my wife. I didn't tell her what it was. And I clicked on it and she goes, that's a really weird course. Because she just kind of glanced at it out of the side of her eye. And I was like, no, no, look at it again. And she looked at it again. She goes, oh, oh, is that like a real place? And then I explained to her what it is. It's so cool, and the way that they have turned this into a game that you can play, like an actual Mario Kart game, is just really, really amazing. Um, I'm very interested to see if there's any way that Nintendo could turn this into a multiplayer thing over the internet. Probably not. It's probably impossible, where people could uh, use... Uh, Nintendo Switch and this little Mario Kart to make the course and then upload it so that you could drive through other people's houses or something. I think that that would be cool. But Mario Kart Live looks rad. Now, as I was building the show notes, um, there was a, a, a link that I found and I, it's it's apparently it didn't save in the show notes for some reason, but um, Nintendo has a PDF out there and I'm going to try and find this after the show and add it back in uh, to the show notes after the fact. Runjumpstomp.com, episode 595. And there's like this PDF that you can download that you can make more um, uh, like these banners that you use in order to make your course. Um, It comes with, the, the system itself comes with these little cardboard banners that you can set up. But Nintendo made some extra ones that you can print off so you can make even more and give yourself a little more, I guess, design freedom with making your courses. If you're curious how this works, basically you go around and you set up these little checkpoints uh, that Mario has to drive through. And then um, the Lakitu comes out and he, he dumps some pink paint onto Mario's tires. And then you draw the racetrack with the paint on the floor 
uh, in order to create the the racetrack that you and then the other the other uh, characters are racing on. Um, obviously, it's I, the thing about about Mario Kart Live that I that I worry about not liking is the fact that it's not going to control like Mario Kart because Mario Kart is all about that drifting around the corners, and obviously that is not going to be happening with uh mario kart live but i'm telling you every time i see somebody playing this game it makes me really really want to pick it up i saw a a link i believe it was yesterday where people were making ramps and tunnels for you to go through and getting super creative with it uh and it just looks incredibly fun Uh, so mario kart live don't watch the video because if you do you're probably going to spend a hundred bucks on this thing I think that it was a hundred bucks for one of them, or maybe it was fifty bucks for one of them, and a and, uh, hundred for two of them. We were having a conversation in the live chat before we started, and somebody was said that the Luigi car was uh, much harder to find, uh, and they were wondering why. And so I was telling them about the the Luigi Death Stare, and if you don't know what that is, just go on to Google and look up Luigi Stare, and you're going to see why. Luigi is so popular when it comes to Mario Kart. The live chat is trying to convince me that I have to buy the Mario Kart thing. I'm not going to. I'm going to I'm going to resist. So take that. They keep saying you need this. I don't need this. I just want it. But speaking of things that I think needed to happen, uh, Stardew Valley. Do you remember Stardew Valley? That was like the darling game for a long time. Made by one guy. Uh, eventually came to the Nintendo Switch as well. And um, the Nintendo Switch version of the game is getting a an awesome, awesome, awesome update which is bringing split-screen co-op to the game. This is fantastic. Uh, this is the, uh, the the perfect kind of game to have split-screen co-op, where you've got just one Nintendo Switch, and you and somebody nearby are sitting down and just kind of working together uh, to build up your farm and uh, create you know the world uh, around this town that you live in. If you've never played Stardew Valley, the I guess the the theme of the game is that your grandfather or your uncle or something like that dies. I know, real real inspiring, huh? Uh, but they leave you a farm, and you decide I've had enough of working in a cubicle and living in the city, so I'm going to move to this quaint little town and build my farm. That was left for me. So you show up at the farm and it's completely dilapidated and you have to bring it back from the brink. And it's a really, really cool game. There's some weird like relationship stuff in it where, you know, you can like get married and find presents for the other people that live in town. Very Animal Crossing-ish. For some reason, that stuff I find totally charming in Animal Crossing and totally drab and boring in Stardew Valley. But the farming part of Stardew Valley is very, very cool. The way that you 
combine items in order to make new buildings, uh, which again, very, very, look, the most popular game this year was Animal Crossing. If you like Animal Crossing, you're going to also like Stardew Valley. And it's another one of those games where you can spend hundreds upon hundreds of hours uh, playing it and getting to know the people in your town. Um, I personally like Animal Crossing better, but there's a lot of people out there that prefer Stardew Valley. And Stardew Valley has that split-screen co-op. I mean, I think Animal Crossing does too, although I never used it. Um, But um, Stardew Valley has this new split-screen co-op mode, and it seems like the perfect game to go back to, especially if you have one switch in the house and you and maybe your significant other can sit down and uh, build a farm together is a, a, a good way to kill time um, you know whatever it's it's a cool game I'm, I'm a big fan of it and I think that you will enjoy it as well a few episodes back well maybe more than a few I don't remember how many episodes ago uh, I I told you guys about the game 13. Uh, now this is Roman numerals 13. So X with three lines after it. It was this really cool, uh, first person shooter that I remember really, really wanting to play, but not enjoying because my computer at the time just was not up to snuff. Uh, it had this fantastic cell shaded art style and my computer just could not handle it at the time when it came out. So, like, I borrowed it from a friend and tried playing it, but it didn't run so hot, and so I ended up playing something else instead. Well, that game was coming to Nintendo Switch, and don't worry, it still is, uh, but it is being delayed. Um, of course, I'm sure that this is due to COVID. Um, Nintendo Everything has the story for us, but basically it says here, the Switch version of the 13 remake, notice this is not a remaster, but a remake, so they're starting from scratch, I guess, uh, will not be releasing next month as originally expected. Instead, it will now launch sometime in 2021. It was assumed that the Switch version would not be arriving on time after the game's latest trailer lacked the Switch logo. logo. Uh, Micro Microids and PlayMagic now made it official today. They'll share the new uh, release date as soon as we have it. Um, Look, in the age of COVID, everything has slowed down. Everything has stopped production. It's just too hard for some developers to uh, create games in this climate, especially smaller developers, because they um, they have to have dev kits in order to run on. And most places... They don't have a lot of dev kits. So that means, uh, you know, when when you used to have multiple people that would share a dev kit, now they can't because of COVID restrictions. That means if they're working at home, they can't send the dev kit to my house and your house at the same time. So that means only one of us gets to work. That slows everything down. And that's just the kind of thing that's going to happen. And, you know, this is something that everybody inherently knows but um, it's it's nice that certain companies are now coming out and saying, look, this, this is just an untenable situation and things are going to get delayed because of it. Uh, Yatsuke Mitsuda, who is the president of Square Enix, uh, he says, basically, time has stood still 
in game production because of COVID-19. Here's what he has to say. There is also a considerable impact on the production side. It will resonate, and this is, by the way, probably translated from Japanese, so it might not work. The sentences might not work perfectly, but he says, it will resonate in the future. What we are selling now may have provided some positive aspects, but on the negative side, time has stood still in terms of production. We couldn't develop anything. That is where the impact will come. Uh, So basically, what they're talking about is the idea that Square Enix games are getting delayed for the same reason that Nintendo games are getting delayed, for the same reason why 13 is getting delayed. Because teams just cannot develop as fast as they usually can in this climate. And so I'm fully expecting that we're going to be waiting longer than we had anticipated for uh, new games like Bravely Default 2, which are coming from uh, Square Enix. Um, I, I don't know how long we're going to have to wait. There's no doubt in my mind that this year of 2020... Nintendo probably had some pretty big stuff planned, and I can't believe that we're still going to be getting uh, Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Age of Calamity this year. I don't know how long that um, Bandai Namco has been working on that, but I fully... Was it Bandai Namco? I don't think it's Bandai Namco. No, it's Koei Tecmo. I apologize. Uh, I don't know how long Koei Tecmo has been working on that, but I expect that um, this is probably something that would have been um, maybe maybe released early summer. Uh, I don't know, but that's just what I suspect. Uh, so, you know, the president of Square telling everybody that time is standing still right now means that there's a lot of games that A, haven't been announced or B, have been announced that have been delayed. Nintendo hasn't announced any delays because they hadn't announced anything. Uh, so, I but but Square Enix has announced stuff as they often do. They announce stuff ahead of time, and so that stuff is going to be delayed. Speaking of Square, um, they are still trying to make some money though, and so they are releasing a uh, they're releasing some physical versions of uh, for both the Nintendo Switch and the PS4. Uh, twin packs of Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 remastered. I'm look, if uh, I'm I'm not going to run out and buy these because I have these games on my Nintendo Switch already, but if you didn't already have these, it's cool that they are releasing these as a double pack. Now, the one thing that I worry about is uh, okay, maybe this isn't the case. I would assume that Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 are small enough file sizes that they can fit both on one cartridge. But I would I'm worried. I don't I don't know that I'm worried. I I wonder if both of these games are on the actual cartridge or if you have to download stuff afterwards. So I'm looking at the Square Enix store for this right now and I don't see anything on there that says, hey, you're going to have to download one or, one or more of these things. And when I look at the actual um, physical art, 
It doesn't have like a little, uh, usually there's like a big white box on the top of the package that says download required. I'm not seeing anything like that on the store, so I'm going to assume that that's not actually a problem. Now, this physical, these physical copies, uh, this is from the Square Enix store, um, seem like they might be kind of expensive because I think you can get Final Fantasy VII for really, really cheap on the official Nintendo store. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the 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 eShop and I'm gonna type in Final Fantasy and see how much Final Fantasy VII Remastered. Uh, okay, so it came up with eight eight Remastered is uh, twenty bucks. So I'm guessing that that um, seven remastered is also twenty bucks. So it seems like you're getting a physical version for the same price that you would pay for both of these games. So if you were going to buy them anyway, then maybe you want to get the physical version. Maybe you are a collector. Maybe you're somebody who really likes physical versions of games. I personally am, uh, you know, Mr. Digital. I like digital stuff. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass on this. But I figured there were a lot of people out there who might be interested in it. Earlier in the show, I mentioned Hyrule Warriors, and I'm not going to spend too long on this, but there's a new trailer uh, for Age of Calamity. It's, it's only about a minute long, and it shows... Well, the first thing that I noticed when I was watching this is it shows Link fighting first with a spear, and then they show him fighting with a two-handed sword, and then they show him fighting with a sword and a shield. I love how he has this different combat style based on the weapon that he's using. Then they show off that you can collect Koroks, and you bring Koroks to that Korok guy, and he does a little dance. And then they show off some Zelda gameplay. They show off some uh, gameplay... For the the bird guy whose name I can't remember right now off the top of my head for some reason everybody's going to shout it at their at their phones. Um, they also show off some of oh my god now my brain is is dying in the middle of this sentence. Uh, Impa they're showing off Impa gameplay. The cool thing about the Impa gameplay is she uses some kind of attack and collects everybody's weapons, like all of the enemy's weapons that are surrounding her, she pulls all of them out of her hands, and time stops for a second, and then she builds a giant weapon out of the weapons that she stole from those characters, and then uses it to defeat those characters. It's really, really cool. Um, somebody in chat is going to tell me, who the bird guy is. He's my favorite uh, of the champions. I don't know why I can't remember his name. I think uh, Rivali. I just remembered. It's Rivali. And I, th- I said it before they told me in in chat. So there you go. Uh, Rivali. They, they showed off some Rivali gameplay. I think Hyrule Warriors looks awesome. I can't wait to play it. November, what is it, 20th? Can't come fast enough. That game looks really, really cool. Speaking of games... That look really cool. Nintendo tweeted this out earlier today. And it's a game called Superland. Not Superland. Supra Land. And it looks like you are a toy. And you like it's a first person view. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this looks like almost like a Metroidvania style game. 
that they are playing. And sure enough, when I looked at the description, that's how they describe it. They describe it as a Metroidvania-style game. Uh, they show off you fighting with both a sword and sometimes a gun. You have the ability to create these weird purple cubes out of out of nowhere. And you're this little tiny toy um, in a regular-sized world, it seems like. It looks really very, very interesting. The game is already available on Steam, and it gets pretty decent uh, reviews from people. The, 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 the game is... Well, the game... The developers say that they were inspired by games like, um, oh my gosh, I forgot. Uh, where is it? I don't remember what they said, but um, they said that they were inspired by games like uh, Portal, which I'm a huge fan of Portal, so there you go. Uh, if you play board games at all, then you're probably familiar with what a people is. Uh, or not people, a meeple is. It's a, a little wooden uh, figure that you use in these uh, char- er, in these board games. And it, it reminds me, uh, the character that you play as seems like he's a meeple. So you're playing as a meeple. The game costs 20 bucks. It's available on October 22nd. It looks really, really interesting. Uh, and like I said, it seems to be getting pretty decent reviews. Uh, the last thing that I'm going to talk about before I get out of here is that there's a Pikmin uh, demo that I'm sure that you guys already know about, but uh, apparently there is a way for you can for you to play a little bit further than you're supposed to in the glitch or because of a glitch in the game. Uh, basically, the glitch allows you to play more of the game than you're supposed to. Uh, and I'm not going to go into uh, the, the the details of it. If you want to check it out, go to runjumpstomp.com, episode 595. I did download the demo for Pikmin, and I played it a little bit, and I thought, all right, it's 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 pretty cool. It's Pikmin. Um, I feel like it would be great to play sitting down and playing with my wife. She loves Pikmin, but for some reason she was just like, I don't have time right now. So I'm not going to be picking this game up. I'm not really interested in playing it uh, solo, uh, especially because I have so much to play right now, and I'm far more interested in playing um, Hyrule Warriors when that game comes out. So I don't know. Maybe we'll end up playing Pikmin down the road somewhere. That is it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Before I get out of here, I just want to let everybody know that you can currently sign up for a full year of support over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And if you do that before the end of October, which we've only got, I don't know, uh, 10 days or so left, maybe 12 or 13 days left. Uh, If you do that before the end of October, you will get two months for free. At the end of October, I'm going to switch that over to be one month for free uh, if you sign up for a full year of support. Um, That gets you all of the shows ad-free if you go in at the Buck a Month Club. You can also do the Early Access Club, which will give you all of these episodes uh, before anybody else. 
Uh, and then there's a, a whole bunch of other tiers like the producer tier, which gets you a shout out at the end of the show. Uh, big thank you to our producers, people like Matt Hadfield, John Eisen, uh, Eisenmanger, uh, Bowser13, who I was talking about earlier. She's got a cool stream. Make sure you check out that stream. Travis McGuire, Joycephine, and The Shawns. Uh, thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you guys next time. Uh, Wednesday's show, again, will be delayed because of StadiaCast. Couldn't be helped. Uh, so, again, uh, go watch that show uh, live on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern uh, over at YouTube.com slash StadiaCast. I'm out of here. You guys stay awesome. Bye-bye. <laughs>